Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm good, I'm good, especially as I'm about to spend the next 40 minutes or so reminiscing on the day, uh, maybe the best day of my life so far, a day where I just walked around in beautiful hot sun in my swim shorts and uh, just having everyone everyone who I walked past stare at my incredible washboard abs. I felt like Daniel Craig. It's like you was on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming out of the lazy river. Blue Speedos, except instead of expensive Speedos, they were three-pound recycled swim shorts from Primark. Yeah. I didn't have you a to top-of-the-line Vio laptop. I mean, I wasn't very James Bond at all, really. <laughs> no I did no my best. Uh, Sony Ericsson phone. No Sony Ericsson phone, no. Absolutely not. Just an absolute fraud. Yeah. Alas. Pack it, Pack it up. I'll, I'll still do my best, though, to talk through oh. my day at Discovery Cove as oh. these seemingly never-ending Florida trip reports continue. But my goodness me. The 2022 Florida getaway was packed. Barely a day went by where we weren't doing a theme parky activity. And uh, Discovery Cove, not a traditional theme park, really, but we thought we'd we thought we'd touch base and and mark it, so to speak. So as ever, uh, Josh will be sort of taking us around the park as he sees fit, with me f- trying to inform and entertain about my time at Discovery Cove. So, Josh, I guess I'll let you take it away. Uh, Discovery Cove is not a place I've been to before. My mum has once swum with dolphins back in the day before Discovery Cove existed, uh, and you still did it in the dolphin tank in SeaWorld proper. 98, that was. So we've never done Discovery Cove. I've always been tempted by it because it seems like a fascinating theme park adjacent thing. Uh, not quite a proper theme park, not a water park, something kind of in the middle and kind of uh, kind of extraordinary to have in the middle of all, of Florida. But yeah, never, never made, took the plunge, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's not really much like a theme park at all. I mean, the the main appeal for us on this particular trip, so we had done it before, you know, this once-in-a-lifetime experience that we've now done twice. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time we did the dolphin experience, which is kind of the the main attraction, if you like. That's yeah. what they really want you to go and do. That's the best photo opportunities happen there. It's, uh, it's the main selling point of Discovery Cove, really. Uh, but we did not do that this time so what we did instead was just do standard resort admission but we got it in a sort of package deal which also got us unlimited admission to bush gardens and SeaWorld and aquatica and free (laughs) parking at all of these places over the course of about two weeks it was when you look at the prices it makes a lot of sense picking this up basically so before we get into the park, actually, if I could just hijack this because it's probably worth explaining some of the pricing options that they have 100%. here. So these are 
these are what you can get if you're a non-Florida resident. So if you want to do the dolphins, the prices start at two ninety nine, uh, as in two nine nine, <laughs> three hundred bucks, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, it will vary depending on what day you're trying to go, how busy it is, what the season is, etc. But the prices start at that rate. Uh, if you then want to add SeaWorld and Aquatica to to that in the way that I just described, so for a two week period you get unlimited access, free parking at those two. It's three three nine, and then if you want to add Bush as well, it's three five nine. So for an extra sixty dollars, you're getting SeaWorld, Aquatica, and Bush Gardens with free parking, as much as you want for two weeks, for sixty bucks. So it's really kind of a no brainer. Yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. And then what we did, which was uh, the non-dolphin ticket, uh, those start at two two four, then they go up to two six four, and then they go up to two eight four to get all those parks and all that free parking for those two weeks. So, I mean, when you consider that, and I was keen to stress the point when we did our SeaWorld and Bush Gardens trip reports, which you can go back and listen to, because I was more critical of those parks than the others. In Florida, but I did have to keep reminding myself and the listeners that it's a lot cheaper to get in. And when you consider that, what a day ticket at a Disney park is one twenty, one thirty these days. I think to have unlimited entry to SeaWorld, Aquatica, and Bush plus a day at Discovery Cove for for two hundred eighty four, and it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, essentially, if you're gonna if you want to do Discovery Cove, it absolutely makes sense to also fit SeaWorld and Bush Gardens in if you can it's more a matter of do you have the time really because as I say look these are big numbers in terms of prices price points but for as I say for the sake of 60 bucks it seems rude not to add Bush and SeaWorld and Aquatica to your ticket yeah for sure Uh, and then you know it's cheaper for Florida residents so for example these are on offer at the moment, actually. Hot tip. So they're even cheaper than they would be normally. But for example, if you want the dolphin experience and and all four parks, Discovery Cove, SeaWorld, Aquatica, Bush Gardens, they're going for 215 right now. So that is ultimately why we ended up having such a stacked trip because this Discovery <laughs> Toe ticket got us into SeaWorld and Bush. We, we didn't even end up having time to do Aquatica. But uh, yeah, that's... That's what you get. And there are, of course, add-ons you can get. You can get a cabana for yourself and you can uh, sort of upgrade your food and, and beverage plan, if you like, if you if you want to get some of the more indulgent alcoholic beverages and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you, you get actually, by Florida theme park standards, given where we're at these days with Disney and Universal ticket prices, I actually think you get pretty good value for money relatively by getting that Discovery Cove All Access SeaWorld Bush Pass. Worth considering, perhaps. Yeah, I, I will say one thing in, in in contrast to that is there is hotel packages that say they start at eighty nine bucks per night, which but then you go through it and it's like three grand for two weeks, uh, and you're like, that's that's. I'm sure the math doesn't add up there, but. Uh... <laughs> No, possibly not. Uh, I mean, the exchange rate is all over the place at the moment. So (laughs) that is true. You've got to take that into account. Uh, So, yeah, we rock up to Discovery Cove having all obviously booked it in advance. You you book a set day and they give you a a lanyard with a uh, kind of your ticket on it. 
and and subsequent to that that is then what you use to get into SeaWorld and Bush so when we went to okay. SeaWorld prior to Discovery Cove we just had a printout uh, but then once we went back to SeaWorld and eventually to Bush post Discovery Cove we were able to use our Discovery Cove uh, tickets to to get into those parks as well and uh, cool. yeah you 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 enter into kind of the the lobby if you like and they'll kind of point out everything of importance on the map uh, where the dolphin experience is if you're going to do it where the various lagoons are and the lazy river where you can get your food and beverages the changing rooms where you pick up your your life vests and your swimsuits if you need them and then you're, you're off on your merry way, really. And uh, it's just kind of a luxury retreat. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want to, until the, the place closes and they turf you out. The only thing that's really set in stone from that point is if you have booked some of these premium experiences like the dolphin stuff. Otherwise, you're free to do whatever you want and you don't have to worry. So I... Where do you want to go, Josh? It's it's up to you. Uh, God, okay. This this is obviously all new to me. So, where? What do you think was your highlight of the day? I think we're going to start off there. Highlight of the day. Highlight of the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the highlight of the day is probably the 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 river. To be honest, so okay. It's I wouldn't describe it as a lazy river because. You do have to put a bit of effort in. I think if you just kind of float in it, you're not going to get very far. So, you know, whilst there are floatables and as I said, you can get kind of life jackets and stuff like that. I, I wouldn't go here if, you, if you're just an absolute non-swimmer. I, I, I don't think this is going to be for you. And the Lazy right. River in particular does actually get very deep at points. And, you know, you're encouraged to dive down there that you can get a snorkel snorkel gear and dive right down there. But what is if there to see while you're snorkeling? I mean, not a ton, to be honest. I mean, they've got some, like, they've kind of made parts of it look like old Atlantan ruins, you know, sort of fake artifacts down there and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I, have, I remember having a really good time exploring it when I did it when I was a kid. And we have some great photos to prove it. I, I fancied myself as a right Milo from Journey to Atlantis. Very underrated <laughs> film of the 90s there or maybe yeah, early strong, 2000s. I, strong film. I forget. Though. Saw it at Disney Springs, Josh. The summer wow. it came out. Big time, me. Big time. Uh, but to be honest, you know, doing this in my old age now, I, I just find it a bit relaxing, really. It's just kind of <laughs> nice and quite serene. And it's it's very long. It can take a while to get around there. It's nice and wide, so it doesn't feel too busy. You, you can feel like you can you can take your time and, and do it at a leisurely pace, which is nice. That, I think, is the highlight for me, but it's quite an old man thing to say. I think the only more old man thing I could have said would be my highlight was breakfast, because that was also quite nice. And, and uh, uh, you included know, all day, right, food? Food is included all day, yeah. So you get your kind of two main meals, if you like. So you can get your breakfast when you when you get there. So uh, once we've kind of put a load of stuff in the lockers and, uh, you know, travelled light from there on uh, to the sunbeds and whatnot, uh, we then popped over to uh, the sort of main cabana where you get your unlimited food and beverages and... Um, 
picked up a cooked breakfast. So it's like scrambled eggs and uh, hash browns and like French toast sticks. And there are pastries and sausages and, and stuff like that. There, there's a, you get, you know, a decent amount of food, hot drinks, of course, juices, cereal as well, uh, fruit. So there's plenty there. And as you rightly say, you can take as much or as little as you like. So uh, it's uh, it's weird. I mean, I ate, it's funny you could say it's kind of like a theme park. I mean, I ate here way more than I would normally at a theme park and moved way less. <laughs> Just felt like a massive indulgence all day. Uh, because, yeah, once you've had breakfast, you can then sort of pop around to anywhere that serves food and drinks and basically get whatever you want. Uh, there are some alcoholic beverages that you will need to pay for, but by and large, you know, if you want a soft drink, if you want water, uh, that's all included. So far as food goes during the day, it's mostly uh, pretzels and cookies, uh, bags of crisps, uh, sort of snacky things. The pretzels are pretty good, actually. Uh, I have to say, finally having my first Mickey pretzel did kind of ruin them for me because we were quite excited to go back to Discovery Cove because we remembered the pretzels being really good and they don't compare to the Mickey pretzel, unfortunately. But then they are all inclusive, so it's maybe an unfair comparison. Uh, the cookies are very good, though. There's some there's some pretty good cookies. They're probably the second best cookies of the trip after the croissant moon cookie. So oh, That is praise indeed. It's good, yeah. And uh, And then at lunchtime... There's a window where you can go back to the same place where you got breakfast and they have various options there for you. So some meat options, a fish option, uh, some veggie options, salads, desserts. And uh, I got salmon and uh, I can't remember what came with it, to be honest. I'm trying to work it out from this oddly angled photograph I took. But yeah, it was <laughs> salmon and looks like some broccoli and some other veggies. Uh, I think I've also got a side salad there, uh, maybe some coleslaw, and some sort of dessert. It looks like a sponge cake with some jam, jam on it, maybe like a compote. I seem okay. to remember the salmon being very dried out. I mean, it's the type of thing where, in terms of how they serve the food, it is like kind of like a school canteen. So you're potentially picking up a plate of food that's been sat there under the lights for a while, and it, and it kind of dried out. And I was eating a lot of fish over the course of this holiday. So the, 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 the bar was quite high. And I think Discovery Cove's dry salmon maybe fell under that bar. But it's all right. You know, it's decent enough. And I think if you're, if you're a meat eater, you'll have a far better time. I remember the, the pork brisket or the beef brisket being pretty good last time I was there. So I think most people would be pretty content with the food that's on offer. There you go. What a. I must. Uh, I mean, I was. I opened this podcast talking about my washboard abs. I must sound like the fattest, <laughs> laziest man in all the world because we, all we've really talked about so far is uh, the food. lazy river and yeah. all the food that I ate. Yeah. To be fair, Tom, uh, there was once a guy on, uh, I think it was the UK Big Brother, and he was. He was not a small man, but he had had an operation done where to take the fat out from in between his abs. So even though he had a massive beer gut on him, you could still see uh, a six pack on top of that where he had this operation done. So he'd <laughs> always have a six pack, even if he had a massive beer gut. 
That sounds a little disturbing, like some sort of body horror. It was a bit, it was a little disturbing to see, if I'm honest, but here we are. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to see that. I'm going to resist the temptation to Google it, especially while we're still recording. I don't think my live reaction would be appreciated. Uh, so yeah, uh, maybe we should talk about some of what else Discovery Cove has to offer Josh <laughs> now that we've done my highlights, which were <laughs> barely moving in the river and then eating lots of food. Imagine if you could uh, eat lots of food while in the lazy river. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, they're quite a lot of lifeguards. I, I don't know what they would do if they saw someone just float by eating a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't try it, but. I mean, if there's a if the, if I do this once in a lifetime experience for a third time, give it a go. Maybe I'll I'll give it a go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess something that's that intrigues me. Uh, I've, I've, obviously, I've, I've I've looked at the website many a time. Is the pretzels? The, uh, We've talked about the them already, Josh. We spoke. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. The I guess the fresh water experiences mainly and uh, swimming with the otters. Did you have a chance to do you, that this time around? You don't. <laughs> Right. I mean, I wish you That's could. That's how they you describe it. You, That's how they you describe it. You do not it. swim with otters. <laughs> no, you don't. So basically, the otters, they are kind of uh, a little bit off the lazy river. So you can get to them. There are points along the lazy river where you can get out. Uh, and, and one of those points will kind of take you into the otter viewing area, whereby you are still in the water, uh, but then you come up on a... Uh, on, on you know a massive wall of glass and the otters are behind there and okay. uh, you're kind of encouraged to go there at certain times because you'll get to see the keepers feeding them and i love otters they're among my favorite animals to watch uh, when i'm at an animal park they're up there with meerkats they've got a kind of similar vibe they always look very inquisitive to me and i just like the way they kind of their their heads dart around as they're looking at people yeah uh, i find them very endearing but you do not swim with the otters. <laughs> oh, man. That is false I, advertising I, right there. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if there's some sort of exclusive otter experience that I'm unaware of, but so far as I can tell, the the otters in the freshwater oasis uh, are all behind this pane of glass, so one of them would have to escape for you to end up swimming with one. Or, or I guess yeah. you'd have to break in. Yes, I, true. I guess so. The, the images on the website—I don't know if you've seen the website, Tom—are wishy-washy at best. I would say there are two pictures of a couple having a wonderful time, uh, having some drinks. That describe uh, then a picture of two otters by themselves, a picture of some sort of ape creature, uh, and then there is one <laughs> there shot. Are of no two kids. There are no there, apes at Discovery. Maybe guys. not. Like maybe not an ape. Like a like a. I don't know what they're called, like a it's just some a sort monkey. of primate monkey creature, yeah. <laughs> All right, David Attenborough. Bloody <laughs> hell. I don't this have a clue. Work. He's got a long tail. Uh, he looks a then, bit like a human, but he's furry. <laughs> certainly could be a human, I guess. A small human, but a human all the same. Uh, all right. Yeah, I guess there is a picture of some otters that are behind glass. There was one picture of kids interacting with otters and they are behind glass. That is the only picture of interaction you see here. But it does say swim side by side with our playful Asian small cre- small claw oh, otters. But, well, 
Okay, well, fine. I guess technically speaking, you could swim side by side with an otter. But as long as the otter also swam in your same direction, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd have to you'd have to time it very well, and there would be a massive pane of glass there. The the monkeys, the primates, the ape type creatures that you speak of, <laughs> uh, I believe those those were also off the lazy river. So you come if you come off the lazy river where these guys are, there's kind of a big island in the middle of uh, of the water, which is quite cool. And again, if you go there at a certain time, you can see a kind of keeper talk. Mm. And uh, upon that island were all these, uh, I think they're marmosets, Josh. Yeah. Are they not the ones that look like Doc Brown? I, I've scrolled further down, Tom. It does look like they are marmosets. Oh, he's absolutely nailed it in one. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, there you it. go. I, I was obviously paying attention to the lady who was talking about them. I'm glad someone there. was. Yeah. Uh, they do look a bit like Doc Brown, though. They are the right, they're the right little little guys that I'm thinking of. They're kind of... I've got the kind of crazy white mane, yeah. almost. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I got a, yeah, a dark okay. brown look to them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice, excellent. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the lazy river, and as I say, you can see the marmosets, uh, uh, and you can see the otters. Uh, the aviary uh, or aviary had the same issue as Bush Garden, so this is also off the lazy river, but was not open because of the avian flu outbreak oh, God. in florida at the time uh, again yeah. i don't know what the situation is at the moment with that but uh, mm. back in april as it was when we were in discovery cove uh, the uh, the aviary was not open yeah um, we have a similar problem over here all, all of our hens are currently uh, stored indoors because of avian flu there's a lot of uh, zoonotic uh, viruses going around at the moment i don't know if everyone's just become hyper aware and hypersensitive to them after COVID and there's actually no more, uh, you know, avian flu around right now than there would normally be potentially. But it does uh, feel like we we are just kind of the walls are closing in on humanity and the walls are laden with zoonotic viruses. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, yeah, if COVID like doesn't get you, it's going to be avian flu and if it's not that it's going to be monkey pox and i'm sure some something else will emerge in the not too distant future yeah Ugh. Ugh. russian bear disease <laughs> the, that's the next one <laughs> so the birds are a no-go obviously because of that uh yeah. i guess the next thing around the way would be the serenity bay area which looks like it's got some cave-like features and some flamingos going for it did you uh peruse well, no flamingos again, of course. Oh, of course uh, but yeah. this is basically, I think Bloody for most birds. people, this would be the starting point for the Lazy River. So a lot of the, uh, the the sunbeds are out in front of Serenity Bay. So we were like a 10, 15 second walk from Serenity Bay from the sunbeds that we managed to claim. Uh, we had to beat up three small children to get them, but we got them. Naturally. We were taking no prisoners. You got you got to act tough when you're at Discovery Cove. I mean, the private cabanas and stuff that you can get did look very nice. Just every so often you'd come across a little sign that would say, you know, reserved for this person, and you could just you could sometimes just glimpse through some trees and see some rich family having a wonderful time. Weirdly yeah. enough, actually, across the entire trip, this was where we heard the most British voices. Oh, uh, I don't know why that would be, but you know, 
it, it is uh, that was the situation uh, but yeah serenity bay is nice the kind of the entrance to the to the lazy river for i think most people as you say there are kind of some caves there so some nice uh photo opportunities perhaps uh the, the water's quite warm as well uh it's difficult to tell initially if that's just because the kids maybe wet themselves in it but seems fairly consistent across all of the water in the in Discovery Cove, unless you go into the, the saltwater uh, sections, of course, that is pretty damn cold. Uh, but the Lazy River is pretty warm. Ser- Serenity Bay is pretty warm. Whilst yeah. we were in Serenity Bay, kind of getting ready to embark on the river, this small girl did come up to us and started talking. And we had no idea where her parents were. <laughs> we just kept saying like, so where are your parents? Do you, want, do you need help finding them or something? She kept talking as if she had no idea who they were. <laughs> so I don't know how she got in or if she's still there. I, I just hope she's doing oh, well. okay. The ghost of Discovery <laughs> Cove. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's a kid who drowned 20 years ago. She just haunts people who turn up now. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Serenity Bay, though. It's a, it's, the, it's a nice place. Serene, one might say. Serene, yeah. And... Uh, 85 degree temperature that is Tom that you're feeling in that pool very nice very nice yeah. it feels it feels nice uh, the next big pool <laughs> is the dolphin pool which I guess you can't go in unless you've got the re- required reservation right exactly yes I mean of course you can watch from afar like you know helpless poor people watching the rich guys have a good time of course we're just standing there going like Shouting at the, you know, it's just say, saying very loudly. I mean, we could have afforded this. We'd just done it before. Don't want anyone getting ideas. No one, no one thinks that we're poor, do you? Yeah. I mean, we totally could have yeah. done this. We could have paid to do this three times if we'd wanted. This is, this is our second time at this once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> Deal with it. I, I, I wasn't actually doing that, by the way. Oh. Just to be clear. I mean, I don't know if the dolphin experience has changed at all since I would have done it. I, I didn't notice anything necessarily. I didn't see anything crazy going on. They hadn't like, I don't know, attached rockets to the sides of the dolphins to make them swim faster or something. I, they, I mean, maybe they should. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> they, they seem like bog standard dolphins from what I could tell. So you get to do style. stuff like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, breed them with something else. And you, you get to sort of, you know, I, I seem to remember tickling their chins. Uh, rubbing their backs, but not don't stick your finger in the blowhole, kids. That's <laughs> we were. that's that's a bad move. You've got to yeah. ask for consent. Absolutely. Uh, you give him a kiss. It was my first kiss. Was with uh, a big old boy called Lester. <laughs> that was. I'll never forget it. I can still taste it on my lips every time I'm fishing chips. I'm like mm, Lester. Mm. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine Lester is probably dead. He was he was quite old when we saw him. He was quite a big lad, getting on a bit. He was probably had enough of all this carrying kids around on his back. But he's like a um, uh, Glover in Lethal Weapon. Huh? <laughs> too old. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean the highlight I would say of the dolphin experience is when you have to kind of paddle out to the deep part of the dolphin lagoon. You'll get a bit of assistance if you need it. Uh, where the dolphin will then meet you out there. And then oh, wow. you are tasked with holding on to its fin. Uh, you don't Dear actually life. get on its you don't get on its back. <laughs> you, you just hold on to its fin and kind of drape your body down by its side 
and uh, and then it will pull you along back to the rest of the group, and then someone else will go out and have their go, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, it is incredible. I had a fantastic time when I did it when I was a kid, and uh, it's it's really excellent. So yeah, I think for the it's not it's not that much more to book the dolphin experience. To I mean, that's the thing about Discovery Cove. It's almost like the uh, medium to large popcorn psychology. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you pay to go to Discovery Cove. Oh, it's not that much more to do the dolphins. I guess we'll do that. Oh, it's not that much more to add SeaWorld to this. I guess we'll do that. And before you know it, you've also got Aquatica and Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they get you, I guess. But the dolphin experience is good. And as far as I could tell, as I say, it's not changed. So I'm sure it remains a very good time, especially if you're doing it for the first time. Yes. And uh, not to say we're, we're void of any hard-hitting journalism, how do you feel about uh, experiences like this in this modern era? Well, and, it's a good the question. controversy around them. It's a good question. Well, I mean, if we keep throwing plastic in the oceans, frankly, Discovery Cove is the safest place for them, Josh. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we're doing them a favour. Oh, I've lost you. Shall we move on? What's next? Hello. I think I've lost Josh, everyone. Well, I, I've, I, I can pull up the map and we can move on. And if Josh returns, then Josh returns. But uh, next up, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Grand Reef. So it's kind of a, a tropical reef. Uh, this is actually kind of deceptively big. It goes back quite a long way. As I was saying earlier, this is salt water, so it's very cold. Whereas all the other kind of uh, waterways and lagoons in Discovery Cove, you can kind of walk straight in no matter how hot it is outside. And it, it's not too much of a shock to the system. But walking into the Grand Reef uh, is a bit of a jolt. So be prepared for that. As always, the best way is just to run in and for, try to forget about it. And, and you will adapt quicker than you think. But if you tiptoe in there, you're going to find it difficult. Uh, so there are loads of beautiful fish in here, and uh, but the highlight is definitely the definitely the stingrays that are in here, or the manta rays, I should say. Uh, these feel delightful. Uh, they're, they're they're incredibly soft, almost leathery, and and they will swim right up. You do have to be careful. I definitely saw some people kind of like almost sit on them and uh, and you know have have the rays almost seemingly sneak up on them. Uh, they are very sneaky creatures, very stealthy. So uh, it's perfectly possible that you get caught off guard. But once again, you know, you, you see loads of families, kids in particular, just in awe of these creatures, which is which is great to see at a theme park or, you know, a place like this. That's kind of what it's all about. So it's definitely something that's worth checking out. It, it's over the far side of the park from the entrance. So it's the furthest thing away from the entrance pretty much. But there are... Uh, there are some beds all the way down this sort of main beach area. Uh, there's a main beach out in front of the Dolphin Lagoon and all the way down to the Coral Reef. So, you know, if you if you get yourself a sunbed down here, then obviously, uh, you know, that's not a bad place to base yourself if you envisage spending a lot of time in the reef. It does get quite busy. It's not really somewhere you're going to find yourself swimming. You're going to kind of wander through it for the most part. And then if it gets a bit deep for you, you're very much only going to be able to sort of paddle rather than uh, cruise into some sort of intense front crawl that would probably be frowned upon. Uh, there are a few sort of extra bits around here as well that you can pay for. You can 
uh, feed rays. Uh, you can do this sort of underwater experience where you put uh, almost like a. Oh, I mean, I, I'm not very good with all this sort of marine terminology, but you basically put Buzz Lightyear's helmet on, guys, and they they put you under the water and you have stuff swimming right up to your face. So that looked quite good. Uh, and you can swim with sharks as well. I'm back. Uh, so that the, all that stuff is paid extra. Maybe. So uh, you, you do have to reserve and, and, and book all that stuff in advance. Uh, the Sea Hello? Venture is the, the underwater experience where you whack the helmet on. Uh, this starts at $49 as an add-on per person. So that's worth considering. Uh, the Swim with Sharks... That starts at $129 per person. Uh, the ray feeding starts at $59 per person. Uh, and there's also something called an animal trek where you can get up close and personal with stuff like macaws and owls and some other bird species. Although, again, I'm not sure what the situation is with that at the moment. But also sloths. And this starts at $79. Now, I seem to remember... Well, I definitely remember. I, I, I also have photographic Hello? evidence I got pretty up close to a sloth the first time I went to Discovery Cove. There was just a keeper holding a sloth by the entrance once you'd come out of the reception and people were just encouraged to stop and say hi and pet the sloth and get a picture and it was all just included. Uh, and now it seems if you want to see a sloth, you need to pay up uh, for this animal trek and it's 79 bucks at least. 79 bucks. Oh, hello, Josh, you're back. I'm back. Excellent. I was just, uh, I took people through the coral reef and uh, we were just going through some of the other paid extras now because a lot of them are located around by the coral reef. And uh, yeah, you, the animal trek was, was the 79 buck option. Uh, just while I'm here, actually, in terms of the food and drink, which of course was for the, for the most part included, just while I'm on this paid extras page uh, the premium drink package which uh, allows you to enjoy a full selection unlimited alcoholic beverages throughout the day uh, favorite mixed drinks frozen cocktails glass of wine a bottle of beer a signature drink all you need is some id and a willingness to stump up 40 dollars per person which, you know, if you're going to get wasted, is not terrible. And it, it actually reminds me that one of the first things I heard at Discovery Cove this year was as we were walking from the reception to the lockers. So this can't have been much before 10 a.m. Uh, there was yeah. a guy at one of the bars asking for a beer and they were like, <laughs> not yet. And he was like, he did the classic, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, fair play. Yeah. But also, you, I don't know how I feel about it. drunk people walking around Discovery Cove. I mean, I find it weird when you see clearly drunk people walking around at Epcot. I think Discovery Cove would be a whole different thing. Yeah, with the animals as well, it's a uh, question. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. It does some great stories, potentially. But <laughs> me with my journalist hat on is like, hell yeah, let the people drink. <laughs> me with my responsible human hat on is like, no, yeah, but you can't it, trust but humanity. At uh, 40 bucks, you'd say that's quite steep, potentially, but uh, as we discovered from the SeaWorld and Bush Gardens prices, SeaWorld, is, uh, 40 bucks is probably pretty reasonable. Well, I mean, how many drinks would you have to have for that to 
for you to pay that back. I don't know. Like, uh, if it's like a cocktail drink, maybe like three. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that's not too bad. But, too bad. I mean, look, this is an experience you're going to want to remember. So if you drink too much, you'll have to go back and have, a, <laughs> have another crack at it, I guess. <laughs> that's how they get uh, you. Just imagine sort of drunk people going into the dolphin experience, putting their straws in the dolphin's blowholes <laughs> and their little cocktail cherries. Oh, God. Nightmare stuff. Oh, Lester, give us a kiss, mate. <laughs> Lester's dead. Anyway, uh, I think, I mean, so far as my, uh, my 2022 visit to Discovery Cove, Josh, I mean, that's about it, really. I got, I got pretty badly sunburnt. You won't be surprised to hear. Nope. Uh, so I'm almost certainly going to develop skin cancer because of this visit. Beautiful. Uh, I looked very much like Boris Johnson by the end. Uh, again, not a surprise to anyone. And, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good time overall. I mean, I wouldn't be in a, necessarily in a rush to go back. Uh, and I think in hindsight, it was a it was maybe not a, the, the smartest of decisions. I think people... You know, I, I was a little bit like before we embarked on this Florida holiday, I was sort of saying, I think we might have overbooked. This is, don't get me wrong, I, I love theme parks, but going to a theme park almost every day, I mean, we're going to knack ourselves out here a little bit. And I it's definitely think we ended up doing so. And ultimately, I blame the Discovery Cove booking because that added, I think, three or four days out that we wouldn't have otherwise had. So, yeah. But look. It's uh, it's good. It, it's a great experience. It's unlike anything else so far as sort of theme park adjacent experiences are in Florida. And uh, it is, you know, it, it can feel busy while it is kind of exclusive and they do have a, a, you know, a relatively low cap on daily guests. It's not so enormous that you uh, you feel isolated. You know, there are plenty of people wandering around, so I'd imagine that's why they've been able to keep the prices relatively competitive when you consider, as we said earlier, how much you can pay for Disney and Universal these days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if you've never done it and it's within your budget and you also fancy SeaWorld and Bush, especially if you fancy SeaWorld and Bush, then I think it's almost a no-brainer for the money. Yeah, so Whether it's like for it. you or not, you know, it's. Uh, I think you should treat it as a bonus, you know, rather than something to base a Florida holiday around, but we had a good time overall. Which is exactly what you want, Tom. Exactly. It doesn't, uh, it's all anyone ever wants, is to be having a good time. <laughs> well, there you go, Josh. Any questions? Any comments? Concerns? Uh, I guess uh, in, in this modern day and age, uh, how long does this last? I guess um, it's doing quite well, relatively well at keeping itself out of the news compared to the, the big parks. Uh, so I think it's doing quite well, it? and it's for the obviously, obviously, it's not for Joe public. It's for a more affluent uh, visitor, so it, it gets it's going there as well. So I think it should be fine. Um, and if you're if you're after this sort of thing, it does sound like a very worthwhile experience once in your life. Yeah, well, you know, twice or three times. If yeah, you know, anyway, if, you're, if you're a big if you're a big shot like me, who's counting? Uh, you know. And it's, um, I mean, it's basically in the immediate vicinity of SeaWorld and Aquatica. I mean, all these parks are basically off the same road. Yes, yeah, so, so you can literally walk between the three of them, which is which is quite nice, actually. I mean, there are some hotels very close by. In fact, 
you were saying I think you stayed one year in the hotel that is basically right next door to three of these, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was literally uh what? you could see the front entrance to SeaWorld from the hotel entrance. What hotel is that? Do you remember? That was the uh Renaissance. The Renaissance. The, the, Rene, the Renaissance. Not to be confused with the rat ride at Epcot. That's something else <laughs> that's French. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, if you were staying at the Renaissance, then uh, you could walk to the three of these very comfortably indeed. I did. And, uh, you know, I think that makes that multi-day unlimited ticket thing make, you know, a fair amount of sense. So worth looking into, I would say. I think if, if someone said, oh, Discovery Cove, you're automatic reaction might would probably be jesus this is a bit expensive are you crazy but actually you go look at the prices and you compare it to disney and universal as i said at the top and it doesn't look quite so mad anymore yeah that's discovery cove and uh i, I think that'll do it josh I, I have nothing else to say really i uh swam with swam with dolphins once before and and this time i i i looked at otters I didn't swim with them though. For a pane of glass. false advertising. So that's going to do it from Discovery Cove. But we still have more Florida trip reports to come. Would you believe it? Yes. Two more, I think. Uh, And these are not really theme parks, but who cares? We're going to do them anyway. Trip reports of Disney Springs and Universal City Walk with a little help from friend of the show, Pastor John. So those will be coming out in the next two weeks. Uh, and then we'll be able to get cracking on Euro Rush trip reports, which is very exciting indeed. So plenty to look forward to over the coming weeks and months here on the Park Rush podcast. If you want to make sure you don't miss any of it, then the best thing to do is subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But if you would prefer to listen to the odd episode here and there, you can head to parkrush.com and that's where you can grab the RSS feed as well. If you want to keep up with the show during the week, the best place to go is links.parkrush.com. That's where you can find all our social channels. And if you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us. It's podcast at parkrush.com. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe out there. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.